0: Damn it. Relax, dude. Ready? It's fine. We need some sponsors to give us some dollars so we can make this our job. Until that day comes, I guess this show just on us. But well, we ain't going anywhere, baby. We're staying on the air because we love podcasts. We love podcasts long time. And now, the simple thrills of a standard man. All right, everybody. How's it going? Hey, how you doing today? Hey, I'm Larry. I can't even do that for long anymore. How's it going, everyone? Good people of Earth? My friends. Hello, my friends. How's it going? I'm Larry Thibodeau. Larry Tib, LT. You can call me what you want. Hey, let's pick up the conversation where we left off last. You know, I got tagged in a Facebook post recently. A buddy of mine tagged to commemorate the anniversary of the release of the first Van Halen record and it said, on this day, Van Halen 1, I call it Van Halen 1, even though it was just called Van Halen, Van Halen 1 was released on this day in 1978, and I looked at it and said, 1978, cool, and then I counted in my mind, 1978, wait, wait a minute, 88, 98, 8 40 years, 40 years, what the, f- 40 years, that record got released 40 years ago, holy shit, 40 years ago. That's a long time. And I know I'm going on 50 this year. I'm approaching the 50 mark. So what am I talking about? There should be a lot of other things in my life that are pointing to age, but I just, you know how sometimes that weird thing kind of hits you? I just couldn't believe it. 40 years ago that record got released. And you, Do you know what Van Halen 1 was? For you young folk, you youngins out there, Not too familiar with Van Halen? Let's see if this sparks your memory. Here's the lead off track on the record. It's called Running With The Devil. right? Yeah. You remember that one? No? Maybe not? Maybe? Here's what was really popular off the record. Eddie Van Halen was a phenomenal guitarist. This put him on the map. Can't play the whole thing. That should spark your memory if you don't know who the fuck Eddie Van Halen was. You remember what came after that? It was a Kinks cover. Still sounds good to me it was a great record not enough for you not convinced yet well how about this And talking about love. This barrage of Van Halen hasn't done you in yet. How about... Man, the hits just keep coming off of that record. Huh? Uh, uh, Huh? Huh? What do you think about this one? It's called Atomic Punk. Oh, but we're not even done yet. I know you're asking yourself, Larry, how many cool songs can be on that record? And I could say there's a few more, such as this one, Little Dreamer. <laughs> you when you the skies no still not convinced I have to play even more what about this one? all off the same record Van Halen's first record. What? The Van Halen assault isn't even done yet, and I'm only playing songs off their first record. Cause there's a few more. Remember this one? Who the fuck rocks like this anymore? Seriously. Oh man. And the hits just keep coming. I'm the one. Oh, man, oh, man. Pretty freaking unreal first record, huh? And then it finished up. The whole album finished up with another cover, which was a very cool cover called Ice Cream Man. Dedicate one little lady. Summertime, sir, babe, needs something to keep you cool. Oh, now, summertime, sir, babe, needs something to keep you cool. Better look out now, though date's got some of you, I'll tell you what it is. How your eyes remain, stomach when I'm passing by. All my, my I'm your eyes remain stomach when I'm passing by. You see now all my flavors are you to satisfy. Hold on a second, I gotta put my banana oh, And there you go. Van Halen's first record came out in 1978, came out 40 years ago. That was a fucking rock assault on the world, baby. Listen to that stuff. People just don't play like that anymore. I'm serious. Maybe the Foo Fighters, they rock like that. I mean, you have your heavy bands. You have your heavy groups that still tour, that still put out music. But I'm not aware of any band that just fucking rocks like that. You know, a little bit more commercial, but still kicks your ass. It's Sunday evening. It's been raining all weekend. I am so pumped up listening to this stuff. How could you not be? So let's pay homage to Van Halen. Huh? 40 years ago. But that was a long time ago. 1978. Jimmy Carter was the president in 1978. A gallon of gas cost 63 cents. This is a weird thing. So from today, 40 years ago, that album came out. So if you look at the same time spread from when I was born in 1968... That would be 1928. Yes, 1928. Kinda weird to think about, right? Let's listen to what was popular in 1928, shall we? Compared to the rock and sounds of Van Halen. Let's see what was going on in 1928, 40 years before I was born. I sing that old Blue Young song fire. Yes, that's it. Alright. Mm-hmm. This was the number one song in 1928. It's called Tea for Texas. Tea for Texas. Tea for Tennessee. Tea for Texas. Tea for Tennessee. That was Jimmy Rogers. Let's listen to a female song. This is Helen Kane. I want to be loved by you. Right love- wait Paul Robeson Old man River like What does he care if the, got what does he care if the land ain't free How about some Louis Armstrong here West End Blues? Yeah, I'd rather listen to Van Halen too Wait a second, here's some Al Jolson How about Al Jolson, My Mammy So that's the kind of music that was cruising around 40 years before I was born. So consider us lucky that we had Van Halen around to put out great music like they did. What else was going on in 1928? Let's just take a a look at this year. It was the year Mickey Mouse made an appearance. Seriously, 1928. Does any of you remember a time without Mickey Mouse? Well, 1928 was the first year Mickey showed up. Oh, here's another thing. Pedro Flores, a Filipino immigrant to the United States, opened the Yo-Yo Manufacturing Company. Interesting fact here. Filipinos use yo-yos as weapons. I guess this guy came, immigrated over to the United States, and made it into a toy that became very, very popular. I like the yo-yo. What else happened in 1928? The St. Francis Dam collapsed. The St. Francis Dam collapsed in August of 19... 19- oh, no, it was built in ni- August of 1924. And then on March the 12th in 1928, the dam suffered a catastrophic failure. No warning. The collapse was considered one of the worst civil engineering failures in the United States history, resulting in a flood that left between 385 and 430 people dead. Did any of you know that happened in 1928? I certainly didn't until I'm reading it now. Flood waters were initially 140 feet high. 12 billion gallons of water were released when it failed. An estimated 1,200 homes were destroyed by the flood, and there were initial estimates of over $7 million in damages done to the area. I'm sure in 1928 that was a lot of money. Anyways, my whole point of this... Goddamn, I'm kidding old. Alright, so how's your week doing? How are you? How's it going? I'm doing alright. I can't complain. You know, I'm back in the swing of things. I'm back in school. Kicking it out, man. It's kind of like I'm taking my victory lap. No, I can't quite say that yet. It's kind of like I'm in my last three miles of a marathon. I'm not in my final mile, but I can see that final mile coming up pretty soon. It's been a long time, but I'm busy. I'm moving. I'm going. Things are moving along. Everybody in my life is doing well. People are moving and shaking, getting shit done. Gavin and Katie just came home for the weekend. They hung out for the weekend. That was cool to see him. I'll see Colin this week at times. Very nostalgic sometimes. I go through periods of nostalgia. Miss the times when uh when my grown men sons were younger and we all hung out. The good old days. Great deal alert. Great deal alert for all you tech weenies out there. I needed a new tablet. So I went out to Best Buy and picked up a Kindle Fire HD 8. 8-inch tablet, on sale for $59.99. Yes, let me repeat that, $59.99. It runs a version of the Android operating system, and the big complaint about Kindle Fires is Google Play uh, is not installed on there, so you don't have access to the Google Play Store and all the apps. I mean, when you think about iPhone or Apple, you think about their App Store. And when you think about Android operating systems, you think about the Google Play Store, really. I know Amazon tries to rival it, but it doesn't match it. Uh, so, this 8 inch tablet that cost me $60, 16 gig of internal storage, and it comes with a micro SD card slot, front and back cameras. And like I said, the biggest complaint about this was no Google Play. Well, guess what? That can be overcome. If you do a search on the internet, you can find how to install Google Play. Onto the Kindle Fire, I did it yesterday. Picked it up, the tablet, paid sixty bucks for it, and the thing is awesome. I'll tell you this: this is my fourth tablet. It runs just as fast, if not better, than any other tablet that I've had. So it's definitely going to do the job that I need it to do. The only interesting thing about it, or the only unusual thing about it, is as When you power it on, there are advertisements. And I and I looked it up and said, why do they do that? And they said that's how they can make it cheaper is by selling advertising space when you turn the thing on. You can opt out of it, but then they charge you $15 to opt out of it on the Amazon site. And I can just leave it. I don't care. It doesn't seem to be affecting anything in any way. But I did what uh, I found the uh, way to install Google Play onto it. I put Chrome, Firefox, uh, all the apps that I need, some readers for school that I wanted to put on a tablet. I was able to do all of that new problemo. So I would say, if you're going out and looking for a cheap tablet, definitely check out the Kindle Fire. And even better news is they have a 7-inch version of it that's $39.99 right now. 40 bucks for a tablet. 40 bucks for a decent tablet, for a good tablet. It's crazy, man. Anyways, let's move on. So I went over to my parents' house the other day to help my dad with this computer. And when I was there, we got talking tools because my dad is a big tool guy. My dad loved tools. And uh, he loves to go to Harbor Freight Tools and pick up the deals and the sales. And he is there all the time. And we got talking about drill bits. And uh, he was telling me about this incredible deal on titanium, I think it is, drill bits or something like that. I'm not a super big tool guy, but I, I like them. I just don't like them as much as he does. But he was telling me about this good deal about drill bits, and he gave me this coupon for, uh, that I could buy this, you know, twenty dollars set of drill bits for ten bucks. I said, good deal. Plus, he gave me a coupon that if I used it when I bought something, I got a free twenty-five foot tape measure, right? And you can always use a tape measure. So I said, cool. I'm gonna spend ten bucks, and I'm gonna go get some drill bits, and I'm gonna get a tape measure. It's set. Trace and I get there, walk into the store. And I go, well, you know what, though? Colin and Gavin need a set of tools, man. I never left them with a set of tools. You know, kind of my job as a dad is to make sure they got tools to work with. Let's hook them up with a bag of tools. So, going in with the intention of spending $10, I leave with a $165 in tools. And two tool bags, one for each of the guys. Loaded with stuff. They needed it, I'm not complaining. But I'm telling you now, people, whoever wants to go to Harbor Freight Tools... You've been warned, those coupons are a trap. Let's go into the weight loss challenge. So, last week we weighed in, everybody was on the downtrend. Everybody lost a little bit, unfortunately, except for Bridget. So, who was the big winner last week and losing was kind of the big loser this week, is the only person that put a little bit on. But hey, that's okay, we all stumble a little bit. Nobody should lose patience with it. It's all part of the deal, right? You go down, you go down. You may stumble, go up a little bit. Just make sure that you get back on track. Let's talk about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Do we need guidelines for PTSD? Let's start here. Here's the definition that I found online for PTSD. Now, PTSD, as I said, is post-traumatic stress disorder. And the definition is a condition of persistent mental and emotional stress occurring as a result of injury or severe psychological shock, typically involving disturbance of sleep and constant vivid recall of the experience with dulled responses to others and the outside world. Now, I am not doubting at all for one second that PTSD exists. I believe it does exist. And I'll tell you this, I don't want to make the world full of acronyms and redefine everything so much and become so politically correct that we're afraid to say anything and everything has its own category. However, I think they're lumping too many things into PTSD. So I am not at all questioning our soldiers who come back from war time or come back from battle with PTSD. I'm not at all questioning that as a very honorable thing. What I'm curious about is that if any traumatic event can be called PTSD, how can we lump in all traumatic events together with the same diagnosis? That's my question. For example, let's say I'm walking down the street at night and a pit bull chases me and bites my arm, and I become injured, and I'm afraid of dogs. So I have nightmares about it. I guess, theoretically, I could be diagnosed with PTSD. But you're diagnosing me with the same thing that some soldier experienced in battle. Fighting other people with guns, putting his life on the line. I don't think it's fair that everybody can be lumped with the same diagnosis. Now, I'm sure there's levels of severity that go with this. But, hey... Can we reserve PTSD for our military? Can we distinguish them a little different than people who may have valid traumatic events here stateside as we're living in our houses, as we're living our lives regular without being worried that someone could come up behind us and blow our freaking brains in? All I'm saying is, is that in a world where we're trying to create acronyms for everything, why are we lumping everything into PTSD? I think there does need to be a little bit of distinction. An estimated 11-20% to 20% of vets suffer from PTSD. And these numbers are according to what I found on the internet, so take it for what it's worth. But approximately 1.2 million people serve in the armed forces, with 800,000 in reserves. Here's the U.S. average, including everybody, not just people in the military. There are estimates that 3.6% of adults aged 18 to 54 suffer from PTSD, roughly 5.2 million people. So if there's that many people affected with PTSD, obviously there's levels of severity. Can we distinguish it a little differently? That's all I'm saying. Let's move on. I have a dog that watches TV. Molly's still staying with us. She was living with Colin. She is Colin's dog. She is a Richmond dog, but she was living in Richmond in a house with a cat, and she didn't like the cat, and the cat didn't like her. So they fought, and it created a lot of stress in the house. So we said, hey, let Molly stay with us until your lease is up. So when Colin finds another house, Molly will go back and live with him, but for now, she's living with us. For the most part, it's good. She is fighting with Dobby a little bit for top dog in the house. And that's a little annoying. We're trying to get him to stop. But the most annoying thing that Molly does, it's cute and annoying at the same time, is she watches TV. And I shit you not, all times, she recognizes when animals are on TV. And then when she gets worked up barking at animals, she doesn't give a shit. She just starts not liking anybody on the TV and barks at it. Now, it may sound cool. Or it may be pretty cool for you to say, oh wow, a dog that watches TV. And everybody likes to tout how smart dogs are that watch TV. But I'll tell you this, at 11 o'clock at night, you know, when your eyes are kind of getting heavy, and you have like, say, Family Guy on, and the cartoon dog Brian walks across the screen, and Molly loses her freaking mind and starts barking, it's kind of shocking, and it's kind of annoying. And you know, everybody talks about how Molly's the smart dog, but I'm wondering, are my other dogs the smart ones? Because all they do is sit around and sleep, and they ignore the TV. How is Molly the smart one? I don't know. It's a good discussion thing, or it's a good conversational piece. Hey, my dog watches TV. But I'll tell you what, it can get annoying at times. Do you have a dog that does that? If you have a dog that does that, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. So recently, Elon Musk sent a Tesla into space. He shot a rocket off. A rocket that I guess is going to orbit the sun. Get close to Mars. And he decided to put one of the original Teslas in it. Tesla, the car, the electric car. Now, the car is money. Elon Musk, he's a pretty cool dude. I don't know him personally, but he seems to be wanting to advance things. He seems to want to move ahead, move forward. He seems to want to progress. He seems to be willing to put some of his own money into some of this shit. But I'm not really sure why he put a Tesla into space. Why did he put a Tesla in the rocket? What symbol was he trying to achieve? Here's what I mean. On Earth, the Tesla is a cool freaking vehicle. I will be the first to admit, when I see one driving down the road, heck yeah, man, I look. That's freaking cool. Look at that car. Yes. Yes. I like Teslas. I have no problem with Teslas. I think it's awesome. They're electric. They go for a long time. They're not even really that... There is an affordable... Well, let me put it this way. I read that there was a lot of pre-orders for a $35,000 Tesla. Now, maybe it was a $350,000 Tesla, and I read it wrong. And in that case, I would say they're too gosh darn expensive. But if it's $35,000 like I think it is, that's not so bad for an electric car, for a Tesla. I mean, shit, a Honda Accord you can get for more than $35,000, loaded. So, that sounds pretty tempting to want to get. Regardless, I'm, I'm, I'm being derailed here. What symbol was he trying to achieve by sending that Tesla into space? I firmly believe that there is life out there somewhere, other than just us. To me, it seems impossible to think we are the only planet in the universe that can sustain life. I just think that sounds impossible. We may be the only planet in our solar system, okay, but we're discovering solar systems and planets and all this stuff every day. We're the only planet out there with life on, I think it's so far-fetched, it almost seems ridiculous to think that. However, I'm not going to say that this other life on other planets is equal to us in the same understanding, like they have the same understanding, the same culture as we do. That their societies are the same, designed the same as us. That, In other words, that a Tesla would land on them and they would go, Oh my God, they! that's such an advanced race. They put a Tesla on this ship. Look at this cool car. We could be sending them out to societies, to other civilizations, that could give a shit about a Tesla car. That either is way, way further advanced that they'll go, Look at these idiots. Or they're like cavemen. They're going, the fuck is this thing? I don't even know what this is. Maybe these other planets, these other beings fly by themselves. Who knows? Maybe they have wheels on their feet and they roll around and they go, I have no need for something like this. This is stupid. So I have to wonder what Elon Musk's motivation was for sending a Tesla up into space. And so I I searched around, and here's what my guess was before I looked it up. It was an expensive publicity stunt. Because in the grand scheme of things, who are the only people that are going to care would be humans. The only place that a Tesla truly holds value is on Earth. So, let me open up a link I have here on my computer, because I went and said, well, what did Elon Musk say? Why did he send this piece of shit up there? Now I'm going to refer to it as a piece of shit because I'm looking at it as like, say, as a being from another planet. You know what I mean? I'm from one of these other planets. I'm saying, what is this piece of metal? What is this red thing that's coming? What is this? And maybe it's not even red. You know what I'm saying. Anyways, I looked it up and on on one article here, and it has quotes. I don't know if the quotes are true. Okay, but here you go. I'm quoting this article. I found it on um, a site called theverge.com and the in this article was posted december 22nd 2017 and it says elon musk shows off the tesla roadster that spacex will send beyond mars okay and it goes into the article and talks about it and this says, but spacex and here's in, into the part of the article says but spacex doesn't want to put a valuable payload on the very first flight which even Musk has admitted, could end or begin with an explosion. So the company plans to use a dummy payload instead. And now these are quotes. From Musk, Test flights of new rockets usually contain mass simulators in the form of concrete or steel blocks. That seemed extremely boring, Musk wrote on Instagram today. Of course, anything boring is terrible, especially companies, so we decided to send something unusual, something that made us feel... In other words, we did something as a publicity stunt. And then it says, in April, Musk said he was trying to think of the silliest thing that we can imagine to stick on top of the first Falcon Heavy rocket. Really? That's the silliest thing that you can think to send out to to outer space? Come on, I can think of a lot sillier things. How about one of those Bozo the Clown punching bags, right? With sand in it? You remember that thing? I know I'm dating myself there. Okay, for those of you who don't know, Bozo the Clown is a clown. Yeah, right? And they used to have this blow-up thing that had sand in it so it could keep grounded. And little kids could buy this thing, parents could buy it, and you could punch the shit around. You could punch out Bozo the Clown. To me, that's much sillier than a Tesla. That's just me, but it seems more silly. Fuck, put a, put a piece of fool's gold up there because to the aliens I'm sure it's about the same anyways look I've been rambling here things are going I hope you're doing okay I hope you're kicking ass at life I hope things are moving along we will catch up soon don't forget hit me up on twitter you know what I'll do I'll post a picture this week of that crazy ass dog Molly maybe a little video clip if I can figure out how to do it of her barking at the TV when she sees something but come check me out on Twitter. Follow me, I'll follow you. Whatever that means. It's at STSM Podcast. That's at STSM Podcast. All right, y'all. Take it easy. Have a good week. And Let's talk soon. See ya. Stand up, shout out, it's all part a rock and roll tradition. Stand up, shout out, it's all Simple Thrills of a Standard Man is a Bumpire Media production. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Bumpire Media. That's at Bumpire Media.